Welcome to the Armor Men's Health Show with Dr. Mystery and Donna Lee. Welcome to the Armor Men's Health Show with Dr. Mystery and Donna Lee. And sometimes Dr. Mystery allows me to speak. A lot of times he does not when he's there. So I um, invite you guys to listen to all of our podcasts, but sometimes I'm alone and it's okay. Dr. Mystery will be back any minute now. I do have a special guest with us today, but let me tell you about our practice. As you probably know, if you're a regular listener to News Radio KLBJ, we're in North Austin, South Austin, Round Rock, and Dripping Springs. We are the Armor Men's Health Show, sponsored by NAU Urology Specialists. Our website is armormenshealth.com, where you can send your questions and we'll answer them anonymously on the show. And uh, you can also send questions to that site for any of the guests that you've heard on our show. We're going to talk a lot about something you probably haven't heard of called artery embolization. So we've had this guest on before. He's a very special friend to our show and practice. And welcome, everybody. This is Dr. Preston Smith. Welcome, Dr. Smith. Thank you. Thank you. Well, thanks for being here today. I thought we would start off by talking about some really interesting stuff that you're doing. You have a new venture you've started, a new medical practice called Summit IR. And what does IR stand for? Interventional radiology. And in a nutshell, what is interventional radiology for the listeners who don't who've never heard of it before? Interventional radiology is a it's a very big grab all or catch all term for image guided procedures, the medical field that is associated with that. So there's a little bit of medical management, but it's mostly a procedural based medical specialty. And with regards to men's wellness and neurology, we talked about this offline a little bit. My father-in-law, who was the special guest on the show, he had prostate cancer. He had the HIFU, high-intensity focused ultrasound procedure. He had His symptoms got better, but then his PSA was still a little high. So he ended up going to have prostate artery embolization done with a group in town. This is before you started, so we didn't cheat on you. But uh, tell us about that, what he had done. So prostate artery embolization, how I believe you've explained it to me, not being the smartest medical person in the world, (laughs) is cutting off the blood supply to a specific organ. Is that right? Yeah. Embolization is a term that refers to us injecting something into a, a vessel and then blocking it off. Gotcha. And is it invasive? Does it hurt? It is minimally invasive. Mm-hmm. And that, that can mean a lot of things. But uh, in this case, it means that we we get into the artery using a very small needle. A lot of people will say a pinhole or, you know, we put a small catheter that's the size of an IV. Mm-hmm. Uh, it's kind of hard to explain in words, but, you know, it's we put something very small inside the blood vessel and then we get to whatever blood vessel we need to. In this case, it's the, the artery that supplies the prostate. And then we drip these very small beads in there that will end up blocking off the blood flow and shrinking the prostate down. Is that permanent or do they have to come back again? That, you know, it's, it's, uh, the procedure is permanent. The prostate will probably start to grow again at some point. It has a, a way of finding new blood supplies as time goes on, oh. but it is, you know. What a bitch. Yeah, no, it's, it's Weird. mostly permanent. So what did my father-in-law have done if he had his prostate artery embolization? Where did a radiologist go into what part of his body? Like, do they go through the arm, through the butt? Like, <laughs> <laughs> One of the reasons that the patients come to us is because we don't have to go through the butt. So, uh, yeah. Our patients um, don't like the butt thing. Yeah, I don't think, I think most patients don't, but I don't want to speak <laughs> the, for everyone. Or the penis thing. Yeah. So, so where do you go to access? We, we pick an artery. Most of the time, we pick the artery in the groin. It's the same artery that people will uh, have cardiac catheterizations or the dye studies of the heart done or oh. dye studies of the legs done. It's called the femoral artery. Okay. So it's it's pretty close to where the prostate artery comes out of. It's It comes off of one of the main arteries in the pelvis. So we go in through the artery in the groin most of the time and occasionally we'll go in through an artery in the wrist 
Um, it's just a little bit longer of a road and you just kind of lose, you know, I'll say you lose a little bit of the feel when you're trying to manipulate something that's, you know, 150 centimeters away from where mm. you are. So the groin's a little easier. That's fascinating. Mm. So how does it get there? Like you go into the femoral artery and then what? And we basically go straight north towards the heart for about, you know, 10 centimeters or so. And mm-hmm. then there's an artery that comes off right there. And that's the main artery for the pelvis. It's called the iliac artery. Mm-hmm. And the prostate artery will come off of that artery somewhere. It wow. picks a different location most, you know, almost every time it's in a different spot, but it comes off of some predictable areas that are off the iliac artery. So, and how not, are you seeing this? Like, is it the big screen you're looking at all the veins and the arteries? It, a little bit, yeah. I mean, we inject dye. It's it's the same kind of dye that people will get for a CT scan if they get a CT scan with contrast dye. Mm-hmm. Um, and then we, I will turn on an x-ray machine and watch the dye flow through the arteries and the pelvis. Mm-hmm. And the dye washes out. So we save a picture, you know, at, at, at every frame as the dye washes through. And then I have a little map. And then we get to play a little Where's Waldo as to which one the prostate artery is. And then I'll direct that catheter or that little IV into the artery of the prostate on the right and the left side, and then I'll drip the beads in there. And, wow. and all that process will usually take about an hour or an hour and a half. Mm. Again, That's amazing. Yeah, the, the artery the arteries come off a little different every time, so you get to you know it's like an active searching you know and embolization or bead dripping game that we get to play every time we do the procedure. <laughs> do you like video games? I. Uh, I do. <laughs> Sounds uh, like a very difficult, complicated video game. Uh, yes, yeah. A little more high stakes. You can't just reset when you don't like how the game's progressing. <laughs> well, that's that's a good point. Yeah. I should have asked this in the beginning, but now that you've explained that and you sound incredibly smart, where did you go to school to learn this and how many of of you are there in Central Texas? So let's start with where you were trained. So I, I trained as a radiologist and did some interventional radiology in Chicago at Rush uh, University Medical Center. Mm-hmm. And then for my interventional training, I went to the Medical College of Milwaukee in Wisconsin, or MCAL, gotcha. is what people will call it. And that's, that, that's a pretty fancy place to train uh, in the U.S. So we, d- we did a little bit of every part of interventional radiology. Um, actually, when I trained, I don't want to say that I'm, I don't look old and I'm, I don't want to be categorized as old. <laughs> no, because you look like a baby. <laughs> but this act- this didn't exist really when I was training. So I had to yeah. I had to figure it out afterwards. Gotcha. Mm-hmm. My husband actually asked me um, about you because he was interested in artery embolization. And he said, well, how old is the doctor? I said, well, I think he could be my son if I was like a whore at 15. Oh, my gosh. <laughs> <laughs> and he was like, good point. Okay, so now we know how old you are. And you're from New Orleans? Yeah, I grew up in New Orleans. Nice. I moved around a little bit, but I was born and raised there. Okay, well, you got here as quickly as you could. Yeah. And how many artery embolization type of physicians and specialists are there in the Austin area or central Texas? There, that specialize in embolization, they're not a lot. Right. Yeah. They're, you, Maybe you know, a handful. Yeah. You can, if you put out both your hands, you could probably, you know, you probably don't have that many people who will say that they, you know, are specialists in doing complicated embolizations. Gotcha. And this is perfect for, especially for the prostate patients. We have so many guys, of course, listening to the show. Um, this is perfect for the guy who's not quite ready for a big invasive surgery, correct? Yeah, there, there are several people that will, that fit well for a prostate artery embolization. Mm -hmm. Um, there are people who only have major surgery as their option. So they're either going to get their prostate removed 
or they're going to have to get a transurethral resection. So they're mm-hmm. not candidates Terp. for yeah the TERP procedure. Mm-hmm. They're not candidates for some of the other uh, minimally invasive uh, procedures that urologists do. So for those guys, this is a good option. Mm-hmm. Um, once we shrink the prostate down with the embolization, if their symptoms aren't as good as they like it, i.e. they don't feel like they're 20 after the procedure. Mm-hmm. Like, then you they, mean like urinating and sex yeah. and all the stuff? Then at that time, we, we may remeasure the prostate and they might be a candidate for one of these other minimally invasive procedures. So it can either be a standalone treatment or it can be uh, a bridge to downsizing them for something else, which is kind of similar to gotcha. what your your dad had with the HIFU. He might have mm-hmm. not been a, uh, a candidate for HIFU. And then once his prostate was downsized, then he can get, he's now in, you know, on label for HIFU. Gotcha. Yeah. Well, I can tell you that his prostate is exceptionally normal now and his numbers are normal and he's the happiest thing. He went on and on about that prostate artery embolization and how easy it was. He couldn't drive himself, but he was Pretty mobile afterwards. That's pretty common, isn't it? Mm-hmm. So, well, I am going to um, ask you a whole bunch more questions in the ne- next segment. So be prepared. They're going to come at you fast and furious. But if you have any questions for Dr. Smith about prostate artery embolization or any of the other embolizations that we're going to talk about here in a minute, you can reach out to us at armormenshealth.com. That's our website where you could submit anonymous questions there. Um, and you can also reach out to us by phone, 512 uh, we're in Round Rock, North Austin, South Austin, and Dripping Springs. You can listen to our show every Saturday here on News Radio KLBJ. And if you've forgotten, I like to brag, Dr. Smith, we have won awards for the show. Did you know that? Uh, I I know you've won awards, but I you know I don't think I know the exact awards. Yeah, I haven't bragged that to you yet. We won second best prostate cancer awareness show, second best men's wellness show, and one of the other. Uh, sexual podcasts, uh, sexual awareness podcasts. So we're very proud of that. I don't know why we keep coming in second. I don't know either. We got to work on that. Anyway, but yeah, reach out to us if you can, if you have any questions, and we'll be right back with Dr. Preston Smith. Welcome back to the Armour Men's Health Show. This is Donna Lee. Dr. Mystery has let me handle this podcast on this segment by myself because he had to step away. He's got six children, you know, Dr. Smith. Uh, that's, That's a lot of children. Six children, two grandchildren. Dr. Mystery is a busy man. Dr. Grandpa. Yeah, I know. He just had a second grandbaby. Seasoned grandfather. He's over the moon with all these children. Uh, Anyway, so he's super busy. So he allowed me to bring in again, Dr. Preston Smith. Welcome back, Dr. Smith. Thank you. So we talked about prostate artery embolization. We talked about how smart you are. And we talked about your company, Summit Interventional Radiology. So with that said, I know that we've talked in the past offline, you don't do just prostate artery embolization. No, we do all sorts of embolization and other intravascular procedures. You know, it's a it's a general interventional radiology, full breath scope practice. Um, but we do a lot of prostate embolizations. Yeah, I'm sure. It's, we send you a bunch, I'm mm. sure. <laughs> so tell us about the other artery embolizations. I know you said there's uterine, fibroid, tem- yep. hemorrhoids. Like, tell us all of them. Well, I guess we can start, you know, we can start from the top or start from the... Oh, yeah, that's a good idea. Start well, we, from the we, head. We could go... Oh, we, and work down. We try to stay out of the head. Okay. There's a whole, <laughs> yeah, there's a whole specialty. But, you know, and we try to stay out of the heart, too. The cardiologists don't like that if we start doing things in okay. the heart. That's, yeah. theirs, that's their zone. <laughs> um, but you know, we'll we'll stay at abdomen and below, okay. abdomen and below. So you know, for women, we do a we do a couple of things. Uterine fibroids are probably the main. That's the main thing that we treat for women. Mm-hmm. Uh, it's are those a- painful? Fibroids you know? are painful. Yes. Okay. I don't. I don't. I've never had one, so I don't know. 
They're pretty, they're pretty common. I mean, the mm-hmm. numbers range. There are a lot of women with asymptomatic fibroids, but you know, they estimate it's like one in four women will have some fibroid. They may not feel it. They may not know it. It's, it may be found when they get a CAT scan in the ER, but they're they're the most common benign tumor in women. Okay. And mostly what they cause is, you know, a lot of bleeding during menstrual cycles and menstrual cramps and some some so, bleeding outside of the cycles. So more painful than usual. Mm-hmm. If a woman's having cramping and she has a like tenfold, she might have a fibroid. Yeah. Okay. Gotcha. Well, that sounds terrible. Yeah, there's not I mean, and there's not a great solution for it. You can take birth control pills, but they they don't stop the fibroid from growing over time. They will they will moderate the symptoms. Mm-hmm. So obviously some of these women will get pregnant. You can't be taking birth control pills during pregnancy and the mm-hmm. hormones are fed by estrogen, so their hormones will spike during pregnancy as well. So these things will keep growing. Usually when when I see women, they've they've typically had the fibroids and been sort of dealing with the symptoms with some plan from their OB-GYN. Mm-hmm. And a lot of the women are in their like late 30s or early 40s, and then they come to a crossroads where the symptoms are so bad that they're going to have to do something procedural or surgical about them. So then they start weighing options, and they'll run into me. If they're lucky, they'll run into me. Right, because there's not a lot of you. Yeah, there's not a lot of us. And it's, you know, no one looks up interventional radiology kind of when they're scrolling through Instagram before <laughs> before bed, you know, it's not something that's like front of, front of mind. Um, right. They're not leisurely Googling interventional yeah, radiology. Yeah. I mean, you know, I think my parents asked me if interventional radiology, if that, if that required an MD, like while I was in medical school and I was like, yes, it'd be pretty <laughs> silly for me to get, <laughs> get something else and go through medical school separately. That's and, funny. Um, well, do they know what you do now? They do. Yes, they <laughs> okay. do. They're, they're very happy. Well, good. Yeah. We've, we're happy that your parents are happy yeah. because you're, you've turned out to be okay. Dr. <laughs> so with the uterine fibroid procedure, is that similar to what we talked about with prostate artery embolization? It, it is. Yeah. The, the uterus is like the, the analogous organ in mm-hmm. a woman. So the arteries come off about the same area. Obviously, the, the uterus gets a lot bigger than the prostate when tumors start to grow inside of it, mm-hmm. just gen- generally speaking. Yeah. Um, but it's it's roughly the same procedure. Uh, we use different size beads. Uh, the beads are a little bit bigger, but the women don't feel the difference of the beads that we use. And tell us again about the beads. They're these very small plastic particles that we will drip into whatever artery we're trying to block off blood flow. So the beads from. actually physically block the blood flow. Yes, they, you know, the beads in a fibroid embolization range from about half a millimeter to a millimeter in size. They'll either clump and get stuck in an artery bigger or they'll get stuck in an artery that's about that size. And they just stay there? They're yours for life. You walk out with them, you go through the airport metal detector, you know, you no one knows they're there, but oh, they're there. I didn't yeah. think about that. Yeah, there's a they're plastic or they're you oh, know, okay. some petroleum that's product. Right. You know. So well, how big are they for the prostate artery embolization? Point probably point one to point five. I use point you know around point two, so a fifth of a millimeter, and then you know most people probably use uh, you know point three to point five. Wow, so, yeah. that's tiny. They're yeah, they're small. They you know on the smaller end they just look like sand. You know, you, oh. you tilt them around in the you know, syringe, they come in and they just look like little bits of sand. Mm, through an hourglass? Yeah, if you if you so desire. Like, an interesting marketing tool. Th- th- if you're my age, you'll understand that analogy. <laughs> you, you don't know what I'm talking about. I do. I know the, the days, hourglass, yeah. yeah. The days of our lives, I think, is the show that was on when I was younger. Anyway, uh, there was an hourglass and sand involved. That's what I pictured. <laughs> um, so let's talk more about that. So we talked about uterine fibroid. We've talked about prostate artery embolization. Um, for the guys listening, I know there was a diabetic component and an orthopedic yes, so, procedure too. Tell us about those. So uh, for 
orthopedic or musculoskeletal. Um, we do a couple of different things. The main one, though, is uh, is embolization for arthritis of the knee. It has a fancy name, genicular mm-hmm. artery embolization, genicular artery of the knee arteries. Mm-hmm. Um, so we do a similar procedure for that. We're not trying to totally block off blood flow to the knee. We just kind of want to dial it back a little bit because people with knee arthritis, they have pain for two reasons. One of them is inflammation or inflammatory type pain. Mm-hmm. And then the other one is more like the what people think of as arthritis, like bone on bone, you know, no cartilage type pain. Mm-hmm. And so the genicular artery embolization works very well for people who still have a lot of good cartilage left, but they're just sort of overusing their knee for kind of their level of, you know, what their level of activity can be. Mm-hmm. You know, it Young people with tons of good cartilage, they can run marathons and, you know, wake up the next day and say, my knees feel great. And then once you get to my age, if you run four or five 20, miles out 25. of breath. No, it's close, a little closer to a 4 <laughs> Yeah. But once once you're closer to 40, you, you, you know, if you run too much, you're going to feel it for a little bit. Your knees will be sore. People that kind of run into sore or really sore knees with not a ton of activity that still have a decent amount of cartilage left. That's who the genicular artery embolization is good for. The procedure is very similar to the other things that we talked about. We go in through the femoral artery, the artery in the groin, and we work our way into these tiny arteries around the knee Mm -hmm. and then just slow down the blood flow. And through kind of a complicated or too complicated for radio talk, it slows down and cools off the inflammatory process. Gotcha. Yeah, and then after several months, you know, go by, your knee pain from inflammation will be significantly less than it was. And it can last years. So there's, and, and there's not a lot of good treatment for, for knee for pain. Knee People pain. get steroid injections. Mm-hmm. You know, they used to, they used to offer uh, PRP or like mm-hmm. the, you know, the, those platelet inje- rich yeah, plasma. Platelet, platelet rich plasma. Um, that's kind of a cash pay thing for most people. And then some people will get stem cell treatments but you know, once once you have bad arthritis in the knee, and you get all these injections, you, you're going to get some sort of injection, or you may get a knee replacement. And so, mm. knee replacements can fix the pain, but you don't see a lot of guys with two knee replacements like running. Yeah, you know what I mean. Your yeah, your activity, yeah. your available activities will will start coming off the table. So, if caught early enough, interventional radiology is just such a nice um, adjunct to. What they probably already started with their orthopedic doctor before, way before knee replacement. Yeah, yeah. Gotcha. You know. That sounds so awful. Knee replacement. Questions, are orthopedic doctors talking about this or is this where you come in where the, the orthopedic doctor reaches out to you and says, hey. It's, it's probably a little early for orthopedic surgeons to be acting as the expert for osteo, you know, knee embolization for osteoarthritis. Mm-hmm. Um, some of them will refer patients every now and then if they, you know, and they, they will have patients that they don't want to do surgery to, you know, right. patients that clearly are too young for them to put a knee in or still have enough good cartilage to where they will kind of hesitate. They'll say, hey, you know, it's probably too early for you to have a knee replacement mm-hmm. or patients that have, that are just poor surgical candidates, like uncontrolled diabetes. You know, you don't want mm-hmm. to you know, prosthetic knee in somebody who's a high risk for infection. Gotcha. Mm-hmm. And so podiatrists are, might also be interested in this procedure? They have some procedures that are similar in the foot. They are like, they're really early on. Mm-hmm. Um, I've been asked to do a couple of them, but this kind of procedure is going to be 
if I'm if I'm right, knock on wood. I don't want to knock on the table. This microphone's on, but you know, <laughs> knock on wood. It's for Micah. Yeah, that th- this will be implemented. It's already kind of it's already done in the shoulder uh, for frozen shoulder. Uh, I've seen people doing it for tennis elbow. So it's applied oh. all over the body, but knee is going to be by far the most common use for it. Gotcha. And so just in really quickly in general, how many different types of embolization procedures can you do from head to toe? Middle area Uh, to toe. Chest down. Yeah, dimples to knees. There's probably, I mean, I could probably come up with like 12 or, you know, there's like all this stuff in that we do chemo embolization for liver tumors, people with bleeding spleens or two biggest spleens, you do splenic artery embolizations. Wow. And and then you can just keep going, you know, keep going down prostate. So anything you want to shrink or slow the blood flow mm. supply down to, that's where ideally interventional radiology and artery embolization comes in. Is that correct? Exactly. That sounds so fascinating to me. Well, um, so sorry we're running out of time, but if you have any questions, thank you again, Dr. Smith, for joining us Anytime. on the show. If you have any questions for Dr. Smith, you can reach out to us through armormenshealth.com. You can leave a question there anonymously, but what a fascinating discussion. So we're going to have you come back again on the show, so be on the lookout. You can catch our podcasts wherever you listen to podcasts, and again, you can call us during the week at 512-238-0762. The Armor Men's Health Show is brought to you by NAU Urology Specialists. For questions or to schedule an appointment, please call 512-238-0762 or online at armormenshealth.com. 